0: My name, of course, is Warren Johnson.
1: Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, Miss Picky, I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a parkour champion.
0: You got me mad now. What is your name? As always, with my man-man pots and pans, Nick McCone. That's me.
1: (laughs) I don't really know it's like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. <laughs> what is he oh doing? Is he the
0: third
1: man? He's the third man. What oh. the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. Well, all the spe- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Al. Sorry.
0: What actually happened on the show? Nothing.
1: Give me a hell yeah. I said give me a hell yeah.
0: What is up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in internet land? My name is Vaughn Johnson, and I'm joined as always by my main man, pots and pans, Nick Bacona, Philly voice, and Philly influencer. And you're listening to episode 236 of the Straight Shooters, which you can, which can be found, I should say, on a multitude of platforms on your mobile devices, on your laptop computers, your desktop computers. We're talking iP- Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it, wherever you wear. And we got a packed show for you this week. We're recording this on Thursday night, May 28th. And a lot has happened this week, specifically when it comes to AEW. Uh, And they had their pay-per-view this past weekend. And they had a pretty exciting, noteworthy, newsworthy edition of Dynamite this past Wednesday. I guess it would be Wednesday as as be yesterday, I should say, as we record this. Or last night, I should say. Uh, So we're going to talk about... That Nick has got a lot to say. He's got a lot to say when it comes to AEW and the use of one iron Mike Tyson. Also, we're gonna live commentate something else for you again, as we've done a lot recently during this quarantine times because we haven't really there's not there's not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the current product. There's some things, and we're gonna talk about some things tonight, obviously, with AEW. But uh we're gonna talk about we're gonna live commentate, I should say. Starcade, 1986. We're gonna take you way back, way, way back in the time for the Night of the Skywalkers, baby. We're gonna start there, at least. So we're gonna start with the Road Warriors versus the Midnight Express and a scaffold match. Even though this match was third from the top, technically on the, the pecking order of the card, this was the pretty much the the uh, nickname, the the tagline, so to speak, for this show, Night of the Skywalkers. Is referring to this match, the scaffold match. Star K-86. If time permits, we may throw another match in the show in there. The next match on this card, I believe, was the Rock and Roll Express versus uh, Arn Anderson and, uh, I believe, Ole Anderson. Arn and Ole Anderson, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. And a cage match for the NWA World Tag Titles, if I'm not mistaken. So, we can throw that in there, too, if time permits. But before I get to, I've gotten so far into the show without really checking on my guy. My main man, Pops of Nick Bacone. Nick Pacone.
1: How are you doing tonight, my good brother? I was about to uh, rile up the DVR and just start watching the program. <laughs> um, I'm doing good. Uh, that, you said it. You open these shows absolutely uh, terrifically, so I will never I ever step, step on your, your toes or anything like that. So I'll just let you go and let you I go. I tried. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Thursday night. We're almost in June. Uh, the weather's getting hot. And I've been using the air conditioner a lot this week, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm also have some strong opinions about things that we saw this week in wrestling, and uh, I will not be afraid to talk about them and also. I need to plug right away. My top hand girl thread on Twitter. If you haven't seen it yet, go <laughs> at, at Nick Pacone on Twitter. I started a top hand girl appreciation thread a few days ago. And I already have maybe like 20 videos. <laughs> as part of that. Thread. My God. And, uh, you know, it, I just do it to be funny. Like it, it's a funny look back at a weird time in pro wrestling, especially with us as kids, you know, growing up in, in that, but man, Todd was on another level, uh, good or bad. So uh, very appreciative of his <laughs> time that the, the time of my childhood that I spent with him on the TV, he, him, he's the one that was selling me all these WWF pay-per-views and TV shows. So I had to show him some appreciation. So uh, check that out at Nick McCunn on Twitter if you haven't already. And I, I laugh just like watching these videos and posting them. and you know, They just crack me up. Him and Macho Man were such a great tag team. When they hosted Mania together, and I, I forgot about that. I forgot that they were together a lot. Hey, you're not the year. only one that forgot about that. <laughs> you mean you don't? You, you mean you forgot about that?
0: Uh, yeah, and so did <laughs> millions of other people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it's a disrespect for Ty Pettingill. He's good at his job, but or you just, I'm you, sure. just go,
1: you talk about going overboard. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm absolutely overboard. It's ridiculous. Uh, I will be the first to admit that, and uh, but it's also in, in good fun, and uh, the, the fact that I remember it so many years later, and uh, there are like a few people out there that do remember it. They comment on it. And they're like, I can't believe Randy Savage was able to go along with it for as long as he did, because it was like a, a year that Randy Savage was part of that program with Todd, and uh, but they. You know, I, I watched all these YouTube videos back and seeing them and how like their chemistry together, and it's just hilarious. So, I'm very appreciative of that time and the fact that I can watch it in 2020 and relive some of those memories that crack me up, which will probably, I'm sure, some people will take what I have to say later about the Mike Tyson Chris Jericho thing in AEW and kind of circle it back to what, uh, well, it's making people feel like. You know, making them remember their childhood again, and it's good. I don't think this particular thing is good. Now, explain why. You will
0: explain why. You, you mentioned the, the weather earlier. I did. Uh, you you're right about that. It's hot. It's, it was 80 the last couple of days here in Philly, and yeah, I'm so it's used only to going wear. to get worse,
1: I'm also, bro. I'm, I'm so used to wearing a hoodie when I go out now because you know, like I don't go out often. Try to you know get what I need and then come home and take care of my dad and. Uh, I wore a hoodie, you know, the last few days when I went out and I was like, what am I doing? Like, it's just a reflex, but it's ridiculous. The humidity is back and it sucks. Yeah.
0: And it's only going to get worse, man. It's only going to get worse. Because it's only, it's not even June yet. (laughs) We're already here. So... Wait till July hits. Yeah,
1: and in recent years, this has gone into September and even October. So I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, we don't we don't need that.
0: We we ain't got time for that nonsense. But no. speaking of nonsense, according to Nick, uh if you watched AEW Wednesday night, you saw Mike Tyson and an entourage of people that included Vitor Belfort, apparently. Yeah. Uh, come into AEW and get into a brawl with the Inner Circle, Chris, which is led by Chris Jericho, of course. Who has was calling out Mike Tyson the whole time he was in the ring all the night, pretty much, <laughs> and he got what he wanted, and it turned to a whole big brouhaha. And I haven't watched the segment, but I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, good and bad things about it on social media. Uh, it looks like WWE is has be hashing a story that happened that started on WWE TV, kind of twofold with. You know Tyson punching, you know brawling with Steve Austin when he first got there in 1998, and then Jericho would would, would, would have been what 15 years, 14 years later something. Like
1: that. When did he host Raw? Like 2009, yeah, was, maybe? Uh, almost exactly 10 years ago. It was like the week after Bret Hart hook came back. Um, so we're in, in early, so, so it was early like 2010. 2010. Yeah. So we're talking
0: 12 years after the 1998 stuff. Is right. when he Mike Tyson guest hosted Monday Night Raw when they were doing the guest host stuff. And he punched Chris Jericho. Yes. Okay. So two full WWE angles on AEW game rehashed. And it was a lot of people thought it was fun. And it was cool. It was a great use of Mike Tyson. But, Nick, <laughs> you disagree. Read. Tell us why. I mean, you kind of said already why on Twitter. but <laughs> Elaborate for the I listeners did, who yeah. haven't. If, if
1: don't anyone, see if, or, if anyone, may not follow you on Twitter, which is a shame, you should follow Correct. me on Twitter. Correct. And if they muted me because of my top Penn Gil thread, I'll explain it. Um, you know, on, on this podcast, and you you set it up pretty well. I the initial issue I have with it is not that they're rehashing the Tyson Jericho um, punch from Monday Night Raw ten years ago. I thought that was like good continuity in terms of pro wrestling. That's what we've been missing in terms of pro wrestling. That is what I miss in pro wrestling. Uh, That storytelling and that that they can pull something from 10 years ago to make it make sense today is something that you don't see much anymore. And I can appreciate that uh, through Chris Jericho kind of holding that grudge. And to me, like that's fine. It was the whole setup of how everything happened that was just an sort of imitation of what happened with Mike Tyson and c Boston in 1998. That was the biggest thing because as soon as Mike Tyson came out and I was watching live like a lot of others out there. I watch AEW live and I watch NXT afterwards. And I just kind of sat back and I'm like, oh man, like, I don't really hope we don't get like a shoving match. It's just going to remind me of the Attitude Era, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that thought that. And it's hard it, for me in that particular position it would have been hard for me to look past that and, and say like, oh, like it was good. It was entertaining. it's pro wrestling, whatever. Because to me, I still want AEW to signify a big difference than WWE. And some things they've done really well that are different than WWE. And this particular thing last night kind of left a really sour taste in my mouth because I don't mind Mike Tyson coming in for a wrestling match against Chris Jericho if that's where they're going. I mean, that's certainly what it looks like. I think it's good use of Mike Tyson. I told you last week Mom, that I wanted AEW, maybe two weeks ago, that I wanted AEW to utilize Mike Tyson similarly like WWE did. Because I think it would do AEW some good, give them some mainstream exposure. Um, I thought it would be good for their brand. And Mike Tyson's a name. He loves pro wrestling. You could probably ask him to do something and he'll do it. What I was not expecting was basically a complete copy of the Tyson and Austin angle. the Arguably the biggest WWF angle in history. Uh, I. Don't know many angles or storylines that would rank up there with that one. And you have Jim Ross on commentary. I mean, he's not as into it as he was in 1998. He's kind of pushing it like, uh, like it's or you know, like it's just not the same Jim Ross. So he's not selling it like he would have in 98. But that's the biggest thing I thought about. I was like, you don't need. To copy that exact scenario, a pull apart brawl. Mike Tyson comes out with his entourage, gets in Jericho's face, pushes him, and then Jericho pushes back. And then there you go. Like there's everyone in the ring. First of all, I thought it was stupid to have people in the ring to begin with. Still, we're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic where, you know, WWE just started having fans and, well, quote unquote fans in the stands this past week with the plexiglass. And, you know, they're socially distancing. AEW's had those fans. They've been socially distanced. I thought it was stupid. Monday Night Raw to end with a pull-apart brawl. And it was equally as stupid for Dynamite to end with a pull-apart brawl during all this, uh, you know, coronavirus pandemic. But that's probably the least of my worries at this point when it comes to wrestling. Um, What I was mostly annoyed about was just the, the sheer it just felt like and I even had people on Twitter say like maybe it was a troll job um, to maybe they were like well Mike Tyson wasn't introduced as a special enforcer as a referee so it's not really a carbon copy it's like okay like I and I think I told that guy I don't want to get trolled uh, tonight so I just kind of ended the conversation at that point because I could tell that even if you're enter- you were entertained by that that's fine don't copy exact an exact angle that WWE did in the height of the Attitude Era, and I saw so many pro AEW accounts, and you know it's fine. Like you, you enjoy what you enjoy. If it, like just because I didn't like it didn't mean I didn't think it was good for AEW because I do. I think it's good for AEW. They've already gotten the mainstream exposure from that. Um, they're going to ride that, and they should. But I think you should AEWize that. You don't copy exactly what WWF did. What you, I even put it on Twitter. I said what I would have done is I would have act like the whole show and even on the social media, do exactly what Jericho did, act like he was really pissed at Tyson for what happened 10 years ago, have Tyson come out, have Jericho apologize, and have them make up kind of like a swerve, you know, but I think AEW, with their creative minds, they could have done that and made it work. And everyone's like, you know, okay, we're we're not going to have a brawl, you know, And Jericho and Tyson made up and they start leaving the ring and everyone's like going in the back and then boom, Jericho attacks Tyson and lays him out, uh, hits him with a chair over the head, I don't know. Um, And then in a few weeks, you have Tyson come back and kill Jericho, <laughs> figuratively. And um, you kind of set it up from there on, you know, if they're going go to go to all out and have a one-on-one match or you do you do whatever you're going to do. But that's, to me, that's a better way to plant those seeds because you're not making a carbon copy WWF angle that with, with the same person. And I thought that would have been a better use of Mike Tyson in 2020. And now I'm sitting here Talking about this angle that just reminds me everything of WWF's Attitude Era, and I, uh, I see tweets that are like, "Oh, this was amazing! It was the best episode of Dynamite ever!" And I'm, I'm, I'm like, "Seriously? Like, do these, do, do these people cra- crave the Attitude Era of wrestling so much? Of how it made Bravo. them feel as a kid? Because uh, m- majority of them were kids." today and i mean maybe like you said probably and maybe it's just the way that they made him feel but that's not how i felt when i watched it i was like please please don't do the same thing please don't do the same thing and because you were gonna have people like me call it out like that and i don't want to be the one that calls out aew like that i i don't want to be known for that I even said, like, I'm not an anti-AEW guy. I think they can do really great things, and I will call them out on the bad things. I do the same thing, WWE, do the same thing, Ring of Honor, same thing in Impact. (laughs) And uh, I just thought they could have went about it in a a more interesting way. I I felt like the story would have been better had Jericho been like, yeah, you know what, I'm sorry. And play into that Jericho character because... Maybe as the viewer, you're like, wait a second, this isn't making sense. Jericho's going to do something, and then him and Tyson make up. You have Tyson kind of go, okay, like we're we're good, and then Jericho attack him. Like to me, that's a better pro wrestling story to, to move forward with this Tyson versus Jericho thing than trying to do exactly what WWF did in 1998, and that was my biggest problem with it. I don't have a problem with the people that enjoyed it, and I said that. And I'm not going to say, like, as a wrestling fan, you're wrong for enjoying that. But you're also, (laughs) like, living in the attitude. I think we just need to get out of that area. So what better way than to use Mike Tyson than to try and create something different and create kind of like a different pro wrestling story around it. But no, they went right for the pull-apart brawl, And uh, I guess it's good visual on social media. but. I think it would have been this. You could have done the same exact thing after Jericho attacked Tyson from behind with a chair or something like that or another weapon. Um, it could have been the same outcome. So, that was my main issue with it. I think that in the long run, it's going to be good for AEW. I'm glad that they're using Mike Tyson. I think it's good for them in terms of mainstream exposure. And, um, you know, that's those are kind of like overall my thoughts on it. Um, and, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> Isn't it Vicky Guerrero involved, too, somehow? I saw her. She was in the ring. She was in the crowd at the pay-per-view. But I don't know if she was ever like, a central figure in anything. Okay.
0: I, Here's the thing, though. And I think you my that, And it makes sense. and To me, the issue with me, though, is kind of different. It's not only really like they're copying an angle that, that WWE did 20 years ago, which people copy angles, at least they did back in the day before the national television. You know, that's not something that's brand new in pro wrestling, to copy an angle that happened somewhere else. Uh, that happened all the time in the Territory days. Right. Again, that's before national TV. Uh, but my thing is that you're kind of rehashing... You're using something that happened on wwe television as a basis for an angle which even if it's a copy or if it's not a copy if it's in a wholly original
1: idea i don't think it's a good thing because it's just like so you're you're more about like the tyson and jericho situation that happened on raw when tyson punched him more than right this was Austin like a
0: nothing a nothing angle and I guess for from an AEW standpoint, if you're trying to get your two... Essentially, Chris Jericho's your biggest name. Even even though Mox has been the champion for months, yeah. Jericho is still your biggest name. So if you want to get your Mike Tyson, who is a bigger name than anyone on the roster, against your biggest name, Chris Jericho, who just so happens to be a heel, which is good. That works out perfect. If you want to get them two together, how do you get there? This was an easy way to get there. That Chris Jericho has held a grudge against Mike Tyson for mm. what? Now it's been 12 much, years. Yeah. 10 years i should say
1: yeah.
0: for punching him in the face which that even that angle then in 2010 was a copy from wrestlemania 14 when he took off the shirt and all that so you know they kind of rehashed it then, but at least that was wwe rehashing their own thing right this is AEW taking something that happened from mm-hmm. another company's tv and kind of bringing it here which i understand that the callback which i'm good i'm usually all about callbacks Right. But I wouldn't do it necessarily from another promotions TV. Like, even though. Now, now let's, let, me, let me rethink here. Because there were people calling for WWE to revive the Bullet Club in New Japan. <laughs> right? And that's yeah. all we wanted. That's another promotions TV. And we want them to kind of bring that same thing over. But the thing is, it's kind of the opposite when that. N-J- New Japan doesn't have big, as big an audience as WWE, obviously. So you're not you're 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 rehashing something, but you're not rehashing something that everybody knows about. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of people that's brand new to. It. And I guess you can say the same thing about this because it happened 20-some odd years ago. But that was still a huge thing back yeah. in 1998, or even you go back to 20, the 2010 thing uh, with Jericho and Mike Tyson. I mean, that was still in front of what. Couple million people watching on Raw back then, still like four, mm-hmm. three, three or four million people watching Raw back then. I don't, you know, they're not, not that many people watching Raw today, but 10 years ago, they were still garnering a, a decent audience as far as television. This yeah. is before uh, streaming platforms totally took over and before the WWE right. network, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a little bit different from like the Bullet Club stuff and bringing back, you know, stuff that happened in New Japan, which was a smaller audience. <laughs> Than WWE. Mm-hmm. If you're AEW and you're carving out your own niche, carve out your own niche. Don't try to bring up don't try to bring we have stuff to happen in WWE. This is your this is you. Right. You know, and- you gotta separate yourself from WWE. And using Mike Tyson in the an angle that's familiar to some people who watched WWE twenty years ago isn't how you do it. Also, this is kind of a larger issue that AEW has at this moment, in that you look at the top people in, in AEW right now. How many yeah. of those people weren't on WWE TV at one point in time? You look at Moxley, Jericho, you look at even Cody, you look at Luke uh Brody Lee. Yeah. You know, all those guys at the top of the card. You go to even Jake Hager, you know, like <laughs> the only guys that weren't on WWE TV for an extended period of time at the top of the card, I will give you Kenny Omega, uh who, who is he even at the tippy top, really, right now? Like no, he's a he's a guy. Well, he's not really the centerpiece right now. The centerpiece, honestly, the centerpiece is probably Cody. <laughs> like, you know, when yeah. he's in the match with Mike Tyson, you
1: know, yeah, that's a big spot. He's going to defend that title every week and kind of become the face, which uh, he probably should at this point, right. I think. And, uh, that was
0: the, that was the most hit. noteworthy match from Double or Nothing, not right. the world title match that was right. the main event of the show. Which had a so super ending,
1: by the way, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's neither here nor there. Well, But if you I look at know. the face... Jake Roberts and Arne Anderson getting involved like that, it was just stupid, stupid overbooked WWE crap that I don't want to see in AEW because they're supposed to be better than that. All right, I'm
0: done. They're supposed <laughs> to have the sports-like presentation, right? Right, yeah. Which is what... That's what they promised us months and months and months ago. I understand this yeah. is... You know, we're in COVID-19 time, so things might have changed a little bit, but that was something they promised a while ago. was, was statistics... And a more sports-like presentation, I don't think we've really gotten that. We're still kind of waiting for that.
1: They have rankings, right. and that's about it. You know, they do do that. And that's, I, that's the only tangible f- thing, really, at this point.
0: Right, and that's, and, they, and they've and they stuck to that, and they've been consistent with that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But I still feel like they could be more done to make it a sports-like presentation. I still feel like they've gone back to – they are still kind of settled into – Pro wrestling, which is what we yeah. watch every Monday and Friday night on, you know, Raw and SmackDown. But right. my issue is that even though you got the revival coming in, they're going to be the top tag team probably. They got mm-hmm. another WWE act, but there's, they got so much talent that hasn't really been in WWE at all. I right. mean, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Adam Page. I mean, Kenny Omega was not I think, FCW back in the day, but you know, he wasn't on main roster, obviously. <laughs> They got they got a roster. Orange Cassidy, who I know people, he's kind of a polarizing. Some people love him, some people don't understand it. But they got people who they can push to the forefront and make them AEW guys. Like this is why you come to see AEW. Do you? I, that's just me. I maybe I'm tripping because look, the ratings went up this week. The, the numbers are doing pretty well. They got what eight hundred thousand view, viewers this yeah, week. Yeah, that's a that's good.
1: Like, that's Seems really good. Well, that's, too. So more people were watching wow. last night.
0: Right. I mean. By, by all means, I mean, to be fair, AEW had Mike Tyson. It was a post-pay-per-view show. Yeah. NXT had a cage match with the special guest referee of Kurt Angle. Nah. So they kind of stacked their top of their cards, yeah. stacked the top of their shows to get people to watch. So people did watch. So that's, and that's good. Uh, you don't want to hot shot stuff every week. But for this week, it was a good job by both shows. So maybe I got it twisted. Maybe I got it wrong in that, that maybe they're doing it right. But I think in the long run, you're better off getting AEW guys over. And I know that technically Moxley and Jericho, because they're under contract, they are AEW guys, but they're very familiar with WWE.
1: Right.
0: You know what I'm saying? So I think TNA ran into that issue back in the day where they, on top of their card was Kurt Angle, Sting, who's you know WWE guy, (laughs) not really a WWE guy. Kurt Angle, Sting, Nash, Booker T, uh, and guys like Styles and Samoa Joe kind of to the background after a while. Even when mm-hmm. Styles was like the top guy, he was a Ric Flair clone. Yeah, you know, like yeah Rob Van Dam on top for a little bit, like oh, man, Jeff, yeah. Jeff I Hardy. I mean, Jeff Jarrett he you was know, on top for a long time. Change. Yeah, Christian.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, and and look, don't get me wrong. Pre Hulk Hogan, TNA was doing things with Kurt Angle on top, but they also had Samoa Joe on top with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but double or nothing. You had Moxley versus Brody Lee. Yes. Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper, which would have yes. not main evented a WWE pay per view, but it main evented AEW. And I have nothing against either one of those guys. I think they're immensely talented and they are worthy of main event spots. But you got to be mindful. You got to be careful. AEW. I don't know if it's going to be an issue right now, but I think eventually it might become an issue. Well, who are the guys that you're known for? Who are the first. AEW guys? When you look at TNA back at TNA, like I said, Samoa Joe, AJ, uh, Christopher Daniels, even though he's kind of a Ring of Honor first, but still, Ring of Honor wasn't, didn't have this wire the television as TNA, but Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Bobby Roode, guys like that, though, James Storm, those are TNA guys. You know, those are the guys that were, I mean, like I said, AJ wasn't at the top of the card all the time, but, you know, he was there sometimes, Samoa Joe and whatnot. Who are those guys in AEW? that are AEW that are guys that haven't been on WWE TV. Because like I said, Cody, he, I know he's the man as far as like, he's like the face essentially of AEW from a wrestling standpoint almost and kind of a corporate standpoint too. You know, Tony yes. Khan is like, he, he runs a joint, but now that works from, a, from a wrestling standpoint, <laughs> it's Cody. Yeah, it's I think he uh,
1: would, uh, Cody was on WWE TV for years, so... I don't necessarily, you know. in, in my... View of it, I don't really look at him as an SW guy anymore. I think he to me he signifies more of um, the old uh, school. And with the TNT championship, I'm thinking that he will become that face if he's not already. He'll be the face of TNT and AEW, you know, simultaneously, even though he's not world champion. And I think that's part of the reason why they decided to make him the first TNT champion because they want. Yeah, like, arguably, he's the best wrestler in the world today. Uh, I'm not sure you can put many people on that list today, but I think he's on it. Uh, regardless, uh, I think that he probably deserves uh, that spot right now. Regar- and again, you're going to have, like, those anti-AW guys saying, oh, it's just another Triple H and blah, 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 but, <laughs> You know, like, I I don't even want to, like, discuss that. I don't even want to, like, entertain those thoughts at this point because I do think that Cody has deserved what he's gotten. And to me, and I'm probably not alone. I, I just don't view him as an WWE guy at this point. I mean, you may not view him that way, but he is. Yeah, true.
0: You know, he is what he is. But I agree with you about Cody being, I don't know if he's the best wrestler in the world, but I will say that I've been a fan of his stuff the most in AEW since
1: it started mm-hmm. up, yeah, no, I will say that absolutely. I think he's
0: his stuff, his angles, he, and
1: all that. You know, I say best wrestling in the world, but you know, maybe that's more what I'm thinking of. Uh, he just garners more, more emotion in, in his matches, and to me, that's just as important as doing the moves. You know, <laughs> that's a hundred percent fair.
0: I yeah. you know I can't disagree with that at all. I agree with that sentiment that getting the emotion out of the people. And as you can see, it. I mean, this is this pandemic is exhibit A when it comes to that. How many matches that have been good matches? You know, from a physical standpoint, could have been so much better if there was fans in the stands, riding that wave of emotion. Which, if you're a wrestler or your promotion, you should be mindful of that. There's, there's one thing to go out there and just do a bunch of stuff, and you know, have a bunch of action. But the fans got to be into it, and you see it now. You know. Somebody's, and it goes both from not just AEW, but WWE as well. You see these matches, it's like, yeah, that was good, but I just, I'm just not as emotionally invested as I would be if there was fans and, yeah. you know, they, they were riding that wave as well. So it's just it's just weird. You know, that's just how it is right now. And I'm sure all the sports would be that way, you know, once we get into, you know, when these sports are coming back. I think it's a little different because, you know, team sports, you definitely – I look at it from more of a, a fan standpoint where I'm rooting for somebody. Whereas wrestling, I'm looking at it from an analytical standpoint. I'm not rooting for anybody because the outcome is already scripted. Uh, but, you know, when regular sports come back, I wonder how that will be. Will it be as exciting, <laughs> you know, right. as it would have been if there were fans in the stands? You know, I'm the players, I mean, players, they're competitors. So once they throw the ball up in the air, once they drop the puck, you know, once they put the ball in the tee for, you know, say for a kickoff, they're going to compete, you know. They compete yeah. when no one's around at practice, or you know, basketball players. They can play a, a, you know, a full, a full run five on five, and they can get heated when there's nobody there. Um, so they're competitors, so they'll turn it up eventually. But yeah, that's that's going to be missing uh, from that atmosphere, and I think it's definitely missing from pro wrestling right now as well. Since we've been in this, I mean, since what for like eleven weeks, twelve weeks almost. Nah, I lost count. During hell. this, you know, it's been two, three months pretty much to be involved in this and it's it hasn't gotten any i haven't gotten used to it still it's still weird maybe you know i still watch older stuff whether it's you know football or basketball or even wrestling and we're going to watch something tonight starcade night of the skywalkers where there's packed arenas and i had to probably kind of watch keep watching stuff so i can remember like this is what it was like because now i'm just looking at an empty an empty building yeah no sound
1: (laughs) you know except for the wrestlers in the ring And it's weird to think that we're not, even when we watch the old stuff, we're not going to see that anytime soon. It's going to be at least, you know, by the end, maybe next year, that we can see the fans, the stands packed with fans again. Who knows if it ever happens again? Who knows if it
0: ever happens again? Who knows? We don't know. That's the crazy thing. It's very uncertain times. And that that seems like the uh, the new cliche is very, in these uncertain times, we like to say,
1: but it's true. These are uncertain times from day to day, so... And I want to circle back to when you were talking about how Tyson and Jericho were picking up 10 years from what happened on a WWE program. And really all that did was Jericho tweeted Saturday night after Double or Nothing about Tyson and that he'll never forget what happened on you know January 11th, 2010 or whatever it was. And that just made everyone go to... YouTube, WWE network, they, you know, it was a Monday if you did the research. So you're like, okay, that was Monday Night Raw that happened. And then I did, I did that that night. I did it. I went to WWE network and I was like, oh, it's the Raw where Mike Tyson guest hosted completely no memory of this. It was a bad time in my life. So I didn't really watch uh, but the Bret Hart Monday Night Raw was the only one I watched around this time period. So. I had no clue what happened. I didn't even know he punched Jericho at the end. So I took the video, and I posted it on um, Jericho's Twitter, and it was funny. And Now,
0: that's the thing, though. You remind people of this right? thing. That's, people go straight to YouTube. WWE, exactly. It's probably on WWE's YouTube. <laughs> so now you're oh, helping man. WWE's YouTube exactly. video all of a sudden spike in views. It's like, what the yeah. hell is this video spiking in views for? <laughs> oh, AEW did an angle.
1: Good job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. cuz you know, you know what Jared goes talking about like he can't flat out say I know I'm not going to forget what you did on Raw. Like he's not going to do that. Um, so you go and you seek it out yourself and so that's what I did and I posted it and I was like I was like I'm sorry about this and I posted it under his tweet. and it was like a 30 second video of Tyson just punching him. Uh, you know, and they lost the match to DX or at that point. And of course, Ryan sat and steals my thunder and posts it today. Like, you know, I don't get the credit, damn it. But that's neither here nor there. That's just me and Sour Grapes, and I'll fully admit that. But uh, I was the first one to – I mean, there were, like, pictures that people were posting, but I was the first one to put the video in, and that was the first one to kind of, like, remind everybody, hey, this is what happened. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where we're at. By the way, that video – Has
0: 6 million views On YouTube The Tyson Jericho thing The comments were turned off on this video Is it on AEW's YouTube page? No, I'm looking at WWE's YouTube page Oh Uh I was wondering Because I wanted to look at the comments And see like The Uh original like Whether people Were like AEW brought me here But the comments have been turned off Yeah, That's interesting
1: I mean I mean It's entirely possible They just did that it's
0: possible. The Stone Cold Mike Tyson, they got 60 million views. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> 60
1: million boy. Um, just imagine, like, uh, when did they post that? You know, what does it say? Uh, the- June 6,
0: 2014. I look at the newest comments, though. The newest comment says AEW 2020 segment brought me here. <laughs> I wanted to see who I wanted to see who did it better. <laughs>
1: And obviously, you know, WWE is the first one to do that in, in that era. And that's going to be the one everyone remembers. Uh, the best Swarm. one. It's the
0: who best was, one. Two hours ago, who was here because of last night's episode of Dynamite? Okay, who was here after seeing Jericho and Tyson in AEW? And it, somebody said, LMAO comments are disabled on the DX Jericho Tyson video. Ha ha ha! A W for life. Okay, you said that on a WWE video.
1: You're giving WWE the the money
0: at this point. Thanks oh, for man. the engagement, fam. We'll take yeah, that comment. Yeah.
1: And you would know, man. You of uh, any if anyone would know, it's Long Johnson of the Street Shooters podcast. Right in Philadelphia. I'm very familiar with YouTube, so thanks for the engagement, fam. Like
0: Jericho versus Tyson 2020. Forget Tyson versus Austin. What do you think of, oh of Tyson gosh. and Brock? That's weird. Um, who was here after watching Fallback in May twenty one? I don't know what that means. Uh Yeah, this is, this is a bunch of comments within the last 9 hours, 10 hours. Who, who's here after Dynamite this week? Mm-hmm. After seeing Tyson and Jericho brawl on AEW, I came straight to this video.
1: It's so weird. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I don't think I've ever commented on a YouTube video. I just don't, I don't get it. But whatever. Well, you know. oh, but you think about that video that you said they posted the Tyson Austin video WWE did in 2014, and it's at 60 million. Just imagine, like if they yeah, had posted why. it on YouTube, <laughs> you know, when they actually made their account or something. 60 that's
0: million. Crazy. I would say the Tyson Jericho video on AEW's YouTube has over a million views. 1.5 million. That's that, good. <laughs> so that's, that's
1: why. That's why they're doing it, and I'm fine. Well, of with course. that. It's
0: box office, for sure. Absolutely. You know, there's no doubt. It's box office. It also helped me, like, like helped me and many others. You helped me remind me of the segment you did back in 2010 (laughs) on WWE TV. And it really (laughs) reminded us all of, uh, what was it? The the Austin segment
1: you did in 1998. Yeah. Twofold. And I'm not not mad about how... I'm not not mad about them getting there. It's just about how. I think what I said about like how they could have gotten there instead of doing the exact copy of Tyson Austin if they did like a Jericho attack after they quote unquote made up. I think that's better. That's better for pro wrestling. You still have you know the back and forth. Like you still have the views. You still have the mainstream publicity. I don't know. You, you still have that stuff. So it is what it is. I'm not going to change it. They're not going to change it. I'm sure they're happy with those one million views, and uh, I, I still think it's going to be good for them in the long run. I just am interested to see what happens next week. If uh, you know they they appear next week, or if they kind of hold it a little bit, because uh, all out they announced all out at their pay per views. I think that's in August, so they have until August or September. I don't even know what date it was. Well, the
0: original All In was in September. It was Labor Day weekend, I believe. Yeah, so. and then last year was August, right? Uh, you might be right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> August thirty. It last year's so All weird. Out was August thirty first. Right. So, August thirty first, twenty 2019, I should say not twenty twenty nine. That hasn't happened yet. Um. So yeah, that's what's happening in AEW. But let's switch some gears here. Not full gear, like AEW, but it's September
1: fifth this year. So
0: September fifth? Yeah. We'll anyway. see. We'll see. But let's switch some gears here to what we're gonna live commentate tonight. As we said earlier, we're gonna live commentate the scaffold match between the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express from Starcade, 1986, the night of the Skywalkers daddy, as Dusty Rhodes would say, uh, would have said back in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to live commentator. If you join us, we're going to load it up on the WWE Network. I'm at 2 hours, 22 minutes, and 11 seconds. Is that where you are, Nick? Uh, exactly where I'm at. Okay, well just hit the highlights button and it takes you right there. So that's yeah. Thanks WW Network for being you, easy. You didn't need to give away our trade secrets, but okay. <laughs> it's I mean, it's easy to figure out. Um <laughs> So as we give you some time to catch up with us, get situated with the WW Network, I dug up unearthed my my throwback Thursday piece about this very show. Oh. From one of my days at philly.com, now known as inquire.com, I wrote a retrospective about this event. Like I said, used to do Throwback Thursdays back in the day. I used to do it every Thursday. I would solicit uh, old events for people to send me so I can watch and write up about. Uh, It was cool. I always liked doing these uh, back in the day. Except when people send me trash shows, but um, like Starcade 2000, something like that. But um, but I wrote this back on December 15th. It was posted at least December 15th, 2016. Uh, some interesting tidbits that I found about this show. Uh, this was the second and final um, Starcade that had two venues. If you recall, I know some people remember WWE and WrestleMania two going from having three venues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Starcade and NWA, they was doing it before WrestleMania even existed, baby. All right. Well, I guess technically it did exist in 1986, but that's neither here nor there. Who cares?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this show took place at the Greensboro Coliseum. Some of the show was in Greensboro and some of the show was at the Omni in Atlanta. So, and I, I wrote here, earlier in the year, Wrestlemania, the second Wrestlemania, was in three different venues. So, mm. there we go. But, Starcade 85 was also in three venues, or two venues, I should say. Um, I believe it was the same two. It might have been um, Greensboro and Atlanta again. I can double check, though. Just to make sure. Yep, Greensboro and Atlanta. Uh, that's the Omni and Greensboro Coliseum yet again. Um, I think this is the last time they did that as well in 86, I should say. Uh, cause the next year they went to Chicago, I believe. Yeah. Chi-town heat. So they didn't do it again after 86. So this is the final multi-venue Starcade um, event, which was interesting. Uh, in Atlanta was Tony Schiavone and Rick Stewart. Don't know who that is. Yes. So, of course, you know Tony Schiavone on AEW right now. He's uh, been in Atlanta for years. Makes sense. Uh, in Greensboro, Greensboro, we have Bob Cottle and Johnny Weaver.
1: How okay. about that?
0: So, also, interesting names on this card that you gotta uh, remember. You got Tim Horner, <laughs> who was... Uh, if you if you want to look up an epic Jim Cornette rant, which I know some people, a lot of people out there don't mm. like Jim Cornette, fair enough, because he said some wild stuff during this time, yes. but he also has some hilarious rants about old-timers or even current people, which not, some of his stuff is, isn't great today, obviously, especially stuff he said about Becky Lynch. That was terrible. Yeah. But the Tim Horner rant is hysterical. So uh, Don Canoodle, that's a guy. Um... Yeah. <laughs> brad armstrong and jimmy jam garvin okay. how about that yeah hector guerrero and baron von rashke was a tag team on mm-hmm. the show versus shaska Watley and the barbarian
1: nice
0: yeah or you know shaska Watley was better known as pistol pez Watley. Huh. you know just so people keep in count uh let's see he had a tag team called the kansas jayhawks which was bobby jaggers and dutch mantell they lost to Khrushchev and Ivan Koloff for the NWA U.S. Tag Team Titles. Because they had the U.S. Tag Team Titles. They had National Tag Team Championships, too, at some point. It was... Uh, it had some confusing stuff there. Indian Strat Match. would McDaniel versus Rick Rude. That's a match right there. The NWA. Central States Heavyweight Championship. Boy, this is big time. Sam Houston. Bill Dundee. Hair versus Hair. Jimmy Valiant. Ooh. Boogie woogie man Jimmy Valiant versus Paul Jones. Yeah, had a street fight between Rugged Ryan Garvin. I don't think he's rugged Ron Garvin in NWA. That's probably WWE, but big Bubba Rogers was also his, his opponent uh, and Of course, that's big boss man uh, Ray trailer and he had a TV title first blood Tully Blanchard and Dusty Rhodes. I think Yeah, they had this is the one where they had Dusty Rhodes like What was it? he? That's what it was. He was like in his locker room the whole day and he didn't do any He didn't do any pre-match promos. He didn't do any interviews. And then they showed him walking from the locker room to the ring like Goldberg. So, like, I don't know. You've probably seen in Dusty Rhodes clips where he's, like, walking in a hallway or something like that. Ready for a fight. And I think he had a hood on or something like that. Or some type of headgear or whatever. And th- that clip of him walking in the hallway is from this match, I believe. And then once he got into the ring they showed, like, he had, like, a short haircut, but he had Tully Blanche's name written in his head and, like, like, dye or magic marker or something like that. It was, like, I think it said Tully in each east side of his head. It was weird. <laughs> it, was, it was very odd. But, uh, who won this match, by the way? Let me see. Uh, Tully Blanchet won. Good job. Oh. <laughs> and then, of course, we had the Skywalker's match. We got the... The, the the world tag title world tag team championship match and the main event was world title Ric Flair Nikita Koloff I believe Nikita Koloff was in the match because Magnum T A got in the accident
1: mm-hmm. I believe Yeah this is I think uh, they turned Nikita Koloff face after that
0: Yeah so Yeah he got in the car accident so was the next known? F-
1: funny to me, Nikita Koloff was just recently on a Dark Side of the Ring episode. I, I saw not, he, was
0: on the, he was on the, um... The Road Warriors one.
1: Yeah, I did not. I, I guess I don't know my Nikita Koloff history well enough. I did not realize he was, like, an American with... He just talks without an accent. <laughs> like Man. Yeah. Not, yeah, I did not know my Nikita Koloff history, which is crazy, because I watched the old... Oh, WCW episodes that were on WWE on demand, and I'd watch them like World Championship Wrestling, and he would be on there, and I never really, I guess, researched him, and uh, I was surprised to, you know, find that out. I was like, wow, wow like he could have passed for Russians. <laughs> he convinced you're me. you all about you all about
0: kayfabe back in the day, there boy. We go. Yeah. So.
1: Kudos to him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> he like kind of had that gimmick all the time, though. Like he would talk in a Russian accent, even yeah. like in, the, in the locker room or on a plane. It's like, bro, uh, it's just us. You don't have to keep the accent. You know you're not Russian.
1: <laughs>
0: like, you know. At that point, you
1: know, Americans probably were like, hey, you're Russian. Like, get away from me. Sure. I mean, this is so the, the 80s. Yeah.
0: Wasn't even it was the Soviet Union still in eighty six yes. I believe right yeah but for whatever reason you know I mean obviously we know the reason in real life that Magnitia got you know had the car accident yeah. career yes. was cut short so they scrambled and got Nikita and suddenly he became a good guy he separated from the Russians uh Khrushchev and Ivan Kolov, and he was thrust into the main event so we may watch that too at some point I don't know time permits but we're gonna start it off with. And the Skywalkers match, the scaffold match from 1986. Starcade 1986, I should say. So, are you ready, Nick? Yes, sir. Alright, we're going to do it in three, two, one, hit it. Alright. Alright. Night
1: of Skywalkers. Got the audio coming.
0: And, oh, yeah, that music. I mean, then then this is bad. And they still can you license music for entrances. I think WWE just took over all of those music that they've been on. The I honestly, which is fair. <laughs> this the music is it's expensive. This
1: <laughs> is like a yeah, this is like the fake team point
0: music or something. I don't know. You see the laser lights though. Yeah. Whoa! Look at those lasers. Sarcasm. Freaking time. laser beams.
1: They're making worse. It
0: says "Night of the Skywalkers." Man, this is big time right here, boy. 1986, you were
1: at, they were at the top of the
0: technological game. Oh, yeah. I think this match happened in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty mm. sure it happened in Atlanta. Let me look it up real quick. You see the Midnight Express coming down. You might hear me typing here. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. It's happening fast. Uh, this is, uh, Wikipedia doesn't say where the match happened. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, this is in Greensboro. Never mind. <laughs> I think the last two matches happened in Atlanta. I could be wrong. I don't know. Either way, here we go. Where'd you
1: find that out? Wikipedia? Uh, yeah. There you go. Wikipedia is your answer to everything, man. Rest my case. Not really. <laughs> Shouldn't be.
0: Come the Road Warriors.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's so hard to see because they they don't have all the lights and the glitz and glamour.
0: Yeah, but you know, this is how it was. Didn't stop you from going to the shows. <laughs> that's high. That's not sturdy. That's oh, not that good. already fell. <laughs> oh yes. There goes that. Animal just broke it by touching it. <laughs> Why would they even? Man,
1: that is high.
0: Jim Cornette down there is mean, going I mean, to tear. by the end of the night, for that high.
1: that they be outside? I mean,
0: get <laughs> increase the element of danger, man. And Jim Cornette's crying. <laughs> You crying so, from all the backlash
1: you got about the Becky stuff, you said. <laughs> so you signed the contract, dude. What'd you say? I was just say Jim Cornette, you signed the contract, dude. What are you crying for? Oh. A lot of posing here. <laughs> A lot
0: of. Po- <laughs> Lord Warriors must pose. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. You know that? I do not think the bell rang
1: yet. It. <laughs> it's like they're I dare- who, who were I the Midnight Express tonight, do you know? I'm sorry, what?
0: Who were the Midnight Express in this night, do you know? No. Bobby Eden and. Dennis Conjury. Conjury,
1: huh? Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah what happened again
1: <laughs> interesting there's no commentators the rewards have been waiting for minutes now they were the second team out why was the midnight express not up there already
0: ah. and could- this is before Dennis Condry left NWA <laughs> I mean, that's the point. Stan Lane would be his replacement.
1: Stan Lane. Top and
0: Kills Arsenosis. But, Bobby Eaton. Beautiful Bobby.
1: I'm telling he is, you He's
0: the mainstay. For
1: those out there, go see my Top End Go thread. I have a great, two great videos of Stan Lane trying to like take over Mania and Top End go and not let it happen. Wrestlemania 10 weekend. It's hilarious. That isn't so dark. <laughs> <sarcastic. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> trying to take over Mania. Yeah, it was it's like the a commentator at the time. <laughs> so funny, he's supposed to watch it, and he's like, "You know what? Don't be Top Hat Gil. He a pretty good job. job." And Todd shows up, and so he goes, hey, "Todd, I was just talking about how this show's not the same without you. <laughs> it, it is fun. great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to uh,
0: we'll commentate an episode of Mania at some point. I don't know about that one." <laughs> <laughs> So I see why this match is like so long on WWE Network. because there's so much posturing, so much yeah. god and that. Like the match may technically be like seven minutes, but there's so much more like before and after.
1: Yeah, like, we've been watching so this for
0: five minutes, and they have they're just climbing up the scaffold. If nah. he's climbing back down the scaffold. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He was gonna be the only one to go up there. Where's Bobby at? Come on, dude. Go up as a team. How are you gonna leave your. I mean, once once I saw
0: that the damn damn thing broke as soon as I got up, I'd have like, nope, 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 nope. I would have nopeed my way out of there. I
1: mean,
0: it's (laughs) safe. He gets to the top. Nope! (laughs) Nope! Look at Jim, hold up to his leg. <laughs> Tell you what, you may not agree with everything that Jim Cornette says. I don't agree with anything Jim Cornette says. But he is a hell of a manager, boy. He is a great manager. Very good at his job. He's yeah, not yeah, gonna much He's else. got some controversial opinions, dude. Like I said, I myself don't even agree with. But you can't deny his talent when he was managing wrestlers back in the 80s and the 90s.
1: I remember running an old uh, or buying an old Road Warriors VHS tape and they had like that the, that face paint you know like the old school face paint and it was so different than the ones the face paint they wore in WWF and I was so confused I'm like are these the same guys because their face paint was different <laughs> <laughs> oh, shaking it. it was great
0: Yeah. they haven't oh, even stood yeah. up yet. Oh, there we go. The They're, coming for
1: up. They're coming for us.
0: This is, man, this is not even wide at all. What? Nah, yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> hell it's... dangerous. WWE even... would n- not do a scuff, scaffold match anytime. At least they shouldn't. I mean, the matches themselves really aren't that good. Like, as far as from, like, an aesthetic standpoint. It's just right. like, I don't know. They're not it's... even like that, like, dangerous. Like, you know, how, like, cage matches can be like a like a brutal fight. And, yeah,
1: you know, at least that's like, like, This is more. It's better do anything. up fear. there on this.
0: Right, you're up there on like and a yes. Yeah. Is that like five feet wide, <laughs> if that? Not even.
1: Like, I, I wonder if they went through like a rehearsal or anything with like that. <laughs> they
0: didn't. They didn't rehearse nothing back in the day. They would talk about it. They might. they probably didn't even talk about it, it's like all right, you know, you want to hit you with the thing or we'll do the thing and boom, 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 get out of there. You fly off right. the scaffold.
1: Just to make sure you landed. <laughs> I would be scared. I'm scared of to begin with, so I can't imagine doing this in front of thousands of people. Mm. Oh, you got you got sand, oh. dirt. You
0: better get that off the the scaffold. That might be slippery.
1: yeah Flying <laughs> forward here.
0: He's gonna throw it at him but like a baseball. Oh, caught
1: both of them. Didn't
0: TNA do like a scaffold match?
1: Man, I don't even remember.
0: Pretty sure TNA did a scaffold match at one point. Almost certain TNA did a scaffold match. Probably the and last yeah, one you've seen, that's been uh, done. Like a scaffold. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't standing or
1: anything. No. I don't even remember how. I like, think when ECW did it, they actually hung it from the ceiling. <laughs> Because the ceiling, obviously, the ECW arena wasn't big. So they hung the scaffold from the ceiling. That's... And then, I think it was Brian Lee and Tommy Dreamer, maybe, or... But I remember someone fell through tables that were set up in the ring. So, kind of like cushioned the all in a way. Good luck with that. The, the There were no tables in, in this match, that's for sure. Its legs are
0: yeah, This is not super exciting. I mean, I guess, <laughs> you know, the element of danger is always a thing. I mean, look at uh, Bobby Heaton right uh, now. Like, that's a precarious position. Yeah, I would never do with these. Oh, trying to sweet do. Jesus. Oh, he's trying to adjust <sighs> his arm? Woo! Oh.
1: Oh. <sighs> There's no there's no training for the wrestling school, no. I'll tell you that. Thank goodness for the animal, his leg for being that strong.
0: Right. How strong is the animal's leg? Jeez. I ate would my leg would have off. <laughs> I got a grown man hanging on my leg. You would have ripped my leg off, bro. Or my out of its socket or something like something bad would have happened to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Like I would've or I would've just dragged me off. <laughs> like I would go down with him. Falling precariously yeah, to the ground. Uh oh. Is that is that bleeding?
1: Yeah. We got blood in the scaffold now. Oh bleeding. Oh man, at the same time. <laughs> How did he even get lost through them?
0: Uh one of them I think what's the name? Uh Bobby Eaton
1: had his head slammed onto the scaffold. Oh, okay. I must have missed that one. I'm, I'm looking at the structure of this because this isn't the first time I've watched it, but I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to some of the things I'm going to miss before. And, uh, but that's long way to, to use four men because I would not be able to do that. And even what happens after. Kudos to Jim Cornette for. Never for anything he said, but for what he did at the end of this match. It was just crazy.
0: Oh. Oh, That stuff looks like pipes. That stuff is not sturdy at all. uh, That stuff can look like it can just snap off and and
1: fall onto the ground. Don't even look like ladders and oil derricks or stuff like that. yeah Uh-oh. animals is just sitting there for like 20 seconds now
0: <laughs> Hawk is hanging on literally by one arm yeah he's a strong man but that's still kind of scary yeah yeah
1: because he just imagine like the perspiration going on and right. Flip. Oh. oh yes so I don't know how the hell gotta him. love
0: uh, Dennis Conjury's shirt and how it's like tied up at the bottom it is <laughs> out. you gotta love that that's definitely really? 80's look with the American flag shirt and the mullet of course
1: sweet he- those were the heels calling cars <laughs> back then <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess whoever. I don't remember if I ever heard them say the rules. And I am just assume it's whoever lands in the, the ring, rules. right?
0: Yeah, I, I don't even remember.
1: I don't even think they're pinfalls. Know,
0: like, like, look at how animal. Like, if that thing felt like. Oh, man. Oh, Bobby's trying to monkey bars. Yes. Yeah. You got to be stronger. I would fall so fast. Yeah. To be hold, hanging up there, man. I give him credit, man. That's some upper body strength. Oh! Oh! Oh. Oh, oh Bobby's gone. Oh! God damn, that hurt. There's no way that didn't hurt. It could have ended way worse. Yeah. As you'll see, you know, with Jim Cornette soon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that hurt, I mean, so. That like I like the bruise, at least.
1: Landed better. If there's such a thing, but
0: Eden. I don't know. He landed like on his hip. Oh, yeah, it
1: was more. Had I guess, like parallel to the Raimena uh, conjury.
0: Yes, he could have got. He could have landed on his hip though. But oh.
1: <laughs> when he can move. <laughs> Fantastic crazy. Could you imagine now. how great? his match against Jose Lothario my games would have been if he didn't suffer this injury that we're about to see. Mm.
0: Look at the fans are going <sighs> great. They really want to see Jim Cornyn ah. on the scaffold. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh.
0: oh, no. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer Rodgers is supposed to catch him. It just did not catch him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he just, just kind of like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> What <laughs> was he doing? Oh, Bubba Rogers, is supposed to catch it. <laughs> he just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was way off. Did <laughs> he land it so bad? Now, I don't like a- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, Ooh, oh weird. my god! <laughs> <It's a bat.
0: laughs> yeah, his voice was a little high. Oh man, I mean, can you blame him though? Not he's at supposed all. to get caught. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny as hell.
1: Yeah, they're gonna show. I wonder if I don't know if they show the replay of Cornette on, but they'll show. Oh, they got it. The replay here. See, you'll, you'll see, I think Eden fell, because Kadri falls like on his feet, all, like, Cornette, similar to Cornette.
0: Uh, yeah, I can see that. I guess, oh, he just, I mean, there's no good way to take part, right? <laughs> like, yeah.
1: It's gonna hurt. There's a bad way, and then there's a worse way. <laughs>
0: right. It's,
1: so gravity I mean, is still gravity. Eden had a bad way out of those three.
0: Wrestling is scripted. Gravity is a hundred percent real, <laughs> every time.
1: Yeah, every single time. Too, too funny. It's like why doesn't why didn't Cornette just like run to the back? <laughs> right? Can I save the knees? Why would
0: he just run up there? Like that's not a better place to be. <laughs> yeah, like you said, run backstage.
1: Yeah, like literally. Insane. Run to the oh, stands. Climb that.
0: What was he hoping to go? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's. Did he just hold he's on for dear life? The reward
1: is be, be too scared to go up there again. So you'd be safe up there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see it again. Yeah, I think Bubba is in the ring. He's just supposed to catch like,
0: him. He's right there. Boom, and and he's goes, oh uh, my god, just goes. Oh, my Jesus! Look at his face. Oh! They freeze frame <laughs> on him. Yeah. He <laughs> an agony. Yeah, I
1: don't even remember what his technical injury to with knees. I just know that that's the moment. This is a four hour so. show, damn
0: near, by the way. It's three hours that's, and two minutes.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Too long.
0: Uh, you want to watch the, the case match? Yeah. I want to save that one. We can save it. it. A save time. it for another time. By the it. way, we're also. Thought about you know? Oh, that's veteran Stadium. What? Where? They just—they got parachuting down. He's parachuting down at Veterans Stadium. They had uh, no, a Great, Great American Bash. Great American Bash uh, that year was in one of the events was in Philly at the Vet. Really? Yeah, you look it up.
1: How did I not know that?
0: Or maybe um, I did. You gotta yeah, get on it. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know. I think this is they're showing a clipper from it right now. I think this is it. Well, I have paused it. So. so Jim Cornette is in the ring right now, <laughs> getting beat up by this baby doll. Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. No. Double drop kick on Jim Cornette. I'm pretty sure this is in <laughs> the, this clip. they're showing. And then he went to RFK Stadium in, in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that was. Big deal. All right. Uh, but what was I going to say? We're also thinking about live commentating in three consecutive weeks. So, not this week, obviously, but soon. All three matches from the Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat trilogy from 1989. So, Shytown Rumble, Clash Champion 6, Wrestle War. Three consecutive weeks, three classic matches. Jim Ross calling each match with a different partner. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Look out for that in the coming weeks. But that's in the coming weeks. For this show, it is time to wrap it up for episode 236. So, Nick... Take us out with some plugs, please.
1: All right. And by the way, I did also post on Twitter, at Nick Bacone on Twitter, um, (laughs) just said Twitter twice, like uh, you don't know where Twitter is, Um, (laughs) Twitter.com. Reggie White uh, clip from Nitro in 1997 (laughs) when they came to uh, philly and uh mongo called him out it was all lead up to their pay-per-view match saint Marie. i have it on my twitter at nick Pacone so check it out it's good stuff reggie tackles and spears and it's it's awesome um uh,
0: b- by the way quick aside apparently yeah. there's a new ahl team okay. called it's gonna be the golden knights affiliate right they're okay. called the henderson silver knights Henderson, Nevada is where the kid was from who got the first house at the first in your house. Remember he moved to Nevada from New York so he didn't move into the house that they gave him in Orlando but was it Matt Poacelli I think his name was yes,
1: yes.
0: he he wasn't he lived in Henderson, Nevada so I don't know if he's still there but they got a new hockey team coming the okay. Henderson Silver. Knights apparently. Well, congratulations.
1: You see how everything revolves around Tottenham, Gun Everything. Right, hey, go go Knights affiliate team. So, yeah, yeah. maybe he'll be an in-game host there. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so you can follow me at Nick the Pro on Twitter. I do good stuff, and also follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. And check my my work and others' work at phillyinfluencer.com. And you can catch this podcast at phillyvoice.com. I am
0: at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. Uh, you you, know, you won't find me out here in these streets, but you might find me on social media. Uh, make sure to check out our podcast on all of our platforms, uh, including Patreon, patreon.com slash radio. You can subscribe to some exclusive content for the Small fee of one ninety nine. So yeah, check us out there. Check us out on all the platforms that Nick said. According to Fightful, Mike
1: Tyson was offered one million dollars. Good for him. But that was for boxing, so never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not from AEW. No, no. no. (laughs) I was waiting for that. You know, and Fightful is a pretty good source for information nowadays one of the few trusted sources but yeah it was for boxing so never
0: mind well, there you go but um check us out there check us out you know, on platforms such as pandora uh so shout out to our pandora listeners and listeners everywhere else on this on these here interwebs so thank you for listening to episode 236 for Nick cone i'm vaughn johnson make sure to check us out next week for episode 237 We'll be back talking about more wrestling and some other live commentary. Maybe one of those Flair Steamboat matches from 1989. But until then, good night. We'll see you next week.